0: uh i can talk about a movie i didn't r- do much other than play a little bit more aiden
1: uh, i can also talk about a movie or is it the same movie uh i don't know was yours animated was
0: it disney yeah, it was pixar uh, no are they're both they're both both things are true michael that's not you you that's not fair (laughs) i was
1: i was specifying
0: okay yeah i'm sure we're talking about the same one if you saw it in a theater yes all right we're good uh i can uh jj go ahead How you guys doing? Doing all right? Yeah. I am sorry. I'm a little late for today. Um, Katie and I have decided that we would like to be poor people, and uh, uh, and we were sitting there debating uh, Windows, and I don't mean the Microsoft program. Mm, I mean uh, we we finally have quotes. To replace all the windows on this, we could just do the hello, welcome to a podcast. Yeah, I recording. So. A podcast about him. there we go. Yeah, uh, we talk about this kind of stuff. Is this is a this is um what do you call it, Michael? Leveling up? No, adulting. Is that your
1: the adulting minute?
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought we renamed that to
1: leveling up. Okay.
0: What is th- what is the part of aid called when you run out of money and you can't upgrade your uh, equipment anymore? That's the, the part. entire game. That's the part of my life that I'm in. <laughs> uh, cool. Very relatable. Yeah. So now we've tied it all together. Video games and uh, uh, adult level minutes. Um, I knew they would cost roughly this amount of money. So, it was not a surprise. Um, there are multiple companies out there. And, hey, you know that little adage about you should get three quotes is kind of mm-hmm. correct. hmm Yep. The problem with getting three quotes nowadays is that when you're getting three quotes about roughly the same thing, it comes down to what the products are made of and, therefore, what you think you're getting out of the three different quotes. Because if you did three different quotes of exactly the same thing, they're almost all identical. You know what
2: I mean? Well, unless it's like, you know, it, for, it depends what the quote is for, right? If there's a bunch of labor involved, then sometimes the quotes vary. But typically if you're like, do this one specific task, yeah, they're going to give you the same quotes, right?
0: So for instance, with these windows... um, when replacing windows with just standard ish vinyl windows even if they're from different brands the install prices are roughly equivalent it's it's almost all down to a hundred dollars a window from everyone you know in our local area um yeah if you get an installer from somewhere else farther away they lower those costs a little bit so um you know i mean then you add in things like Going for a higher end brand, what do they cost? What do you get from them? Oh, you can do 15 different things with a window. Do I need to do 15 different things with a window? How poor do I want to be, really? Well, the important thing is going
2: from old windows to new, nice windows will drastically change the amount of heating and cooling you have to do in your house. Yeah, like impressively. Now, you know that doesn't help if you don't do all of the windows in the whole house that but that definitely, definitely helps yeah. some
0: yeah i think i think we kind of nearly have an answer here but um it's funny to think about how do you guys ever do this thinking about things in terms of the x value versus the hard hard value so what i mean by that is like um the uh, 3070 and the 3080 3070 costs uh, let's ball ballpark these things right seven hundred dollars and the 3080 costs a thousand dollars right that's the easy numbers for us to go with sure okay so uh massive math, math genius um uh uh what uh, 70 uh well, 100 is 1.4 x 70 right? roughly, or 1.5x70-ish. So, do you think with a 3080, you're getting 50% more product? Do you think with a 3080, you're getting $300 more product? That's what I mean about the X value versus the hard currency value? The hard value?
2: It's like just barely over 1.3x, but yes. You're thinking of like, what you're really describing is the like, the value increase from the next step down versus having to pay, you know, just what the price is. Right. Right. It's like, how much is it worth over the next best thing?
0: Uh, And, and that comes in to factoring with like, and with everything, right. What is the quality change in the item? What is the quality of life change in the item? And so like when we were, I think we talked on this podcast, this is getting long winded about this, but we talked on this podcast and maybe it's helpful for people to hear this type of stuff as you get into this stage of your life um the washing machine that we bought was some amount of dollars more but when you think about what appreciably the differences in certain items can be and what that amount of money is amortized over time it becomes either negligible or not important right versus the value you gain from the item and the change in the item right um or even sometimes if you're buying something that is purely entertainment, I think I used an example earlier today of like a Hasbro kids lightsaber versus the one you get at Disneyland. Like that has no appreciable value change to your life, except for the fact that when you look at it, you do feel that it is more than three X the value in the item, right? It's um, so not for some people that won't be true, but but for the people that care, it is true.
2: Yeah. Um, you just have to be careful that you're not using that excuse to convince yourself to buy something you don't need just oh, because absolutely. you can yeah. amortize it over infinite time. And ah, all of a sudden it's this is worth it. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the only fallback of that approach because like it's totally valid. Right. And, and definitely that- like a good idea.
0: Yeah, that's the pitfall of not always looking at multiple avenues of of differences of value. Like what is the how much more dollars, how much more percent, how much more amortized, how much more over X time, right? Uh, With a home, it's very easy. You say, how long do you think we're going to live here? Okay, you can only amortize over that amount of time or the life of the product even. Like a washing machine doesn't
2: last 100 years. And there's also things like you have to take into account with a home, like is this going to increase the property value such that when I eventually leave or sell it or whatever, this money will have been made up.
0: Or, right? or is it, yeah, is there appreciable difference between these two items in property value? And because like sometimes, despite it giving
2: a huge benefit to you, the person living there, it's worth literally nothing to the property value, right? Mm-hmm. And then other things are the exact opposite. It's like this is kind of the same as what I had, but oh my god, all of a sudden now this sells for you know way more
0: mm-hmm. yeah well that's enough about that uh sometime soon i'll be able to report how poor we are uh, there is a there is a good news in like buying things that are more expensive i bought a printer during the pandemic and i spent up to get a nicer canon printer Uh, we went to one of those tank style printers the kind if- the refillable kind yeah, where you basically get a bottle of ink and you just dump it in the printer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh And I went up to a quality version of that that was like higher. And this past week I was printing stuff and it was just not printing red ink. And the thing of red ink is full, clearly, right? Um. But because of it being a nicer style, this style of printer, all you had to do was just run the nozzle cleaning thing. Bang, whole thing fixed. Like, no problems no cartridge issues no nothing no having to replace anything just oh hey you know what i'm a little i'm a little clogged up you know
2: <laughs> printer ink still a scam but that's less scammy than <laughs> the other way it
0: is dollars and cents wise less scammy yes i think uh per people out there do the math of the per sheet things um mm-hmm. I've been really, I've been sitting with this printer anal- uh, story here for a little while longer than I should because I've been trying to tie it into something else. <laughs> I'm working on a transition. Just give me another second here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the tankless thing's kind of new technology. And sometimes when you have new technology, it malfunctions and you crash on an alien planet. Right, Michael? Oh, I was going to say PC load letter. PC <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, uh, you misjudge the, the climb out of the canyon and, uh, ruin your spaceship. Do you misjudge it or did you not ask for help? You didn't ask for help. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, JJ? I don't know what the hell we're talking about. (laughs) Buzz, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, buddy. Oh, okay.
2: That movie that didn't need to be made. Got it
0: oh ouch wow did,
2: did we need to have a backstory for the toy in the, it's, uh, the toy story uh, movie can i hold on
0: spoiler warning <laughs> you ready
2: it's about the person buzz lightyear that the toy is based no, on no it is marketing. nothing to do with it's, it it is, unbelievably it is you sorry. Are,
0: nope nope it is not the backstory for the toy okay yeah it's just Please, a separate feel free thing to, entirely um uh, okay they, they they use the characters but like even in the movie they make a joke um Z- this is a lot of spoilers here so if you don't want to hear this skip ahead 10 minutes or so and if we're not done I'll look at the clock in 10 minutes and warn people that we're not done but uh there's a joke in there Michael I don't know if you caught it where zerg uh opens up the containment unit and he goes dad yeah Uh, Which is a joke, right? Because Zerg in the toys and the storyline of the toys and the cartoon and all that stuff was uh, his father. Uh, So that's the joke of, oh, no, this story is just its own thing. So the joke, the joke
2: isn't that that's exactly the plot of Star Wars?
0: The, no the joke in toy story is that that's the exact oh plot of star wars. Yeah, okay, okay okay, okay,
2: okay got it. the yeah, joke the joke in toy
0: story to is here. that they ripped off star wars the joke yes, in okay. this movie is like no we're not just making the backstory for the toys this is just its own thing
2: i'm just making sure i didn't like miss
0: something important no, in toy no. story <laughs> <laughs> no no this is i haven't and that's seen what it in I a mean. while i it's don't just, remember that it's just completely unrelated to toy story in its entirety, as far as I was concerned, I don't know if Michael got a different impression.
1: Well, there was the there was the opening, the dialogue at the very beginning.
0: Uh, run JJ through it, I guess.
1: Oh. Yeah. So the dialogue at the very beginning says that it does reference Toy Story, and it says that uh, in the movie Toy Story, um, Buzz Lightyear was Andy's favorite toy, Um, and it was based on a movie. And then it says, "This is that movie." Oh.
0: I guess I missed that part. I did walk in two minutes late. Ah, so yeah, it was it was literally the first thing. Uh, so I I'm I walked in literally two minutes late. Uh, because, buddy, theaters don't expect people anymore. I don't know about Uh, your theater. Did you get caught at the line trying to order tickets from? uh, Ours was bombarded with people. Not most of them were there for this movie. Most of them were there for Top Gun showings. Sure. Um But yeah, they they had not nearly enough people. But I I mean, I saw the whole movie movie. I just, I guess I missed that Toy Story voiceover. I don't know. I guess I have to eat crow and say that it is related Toy Story here. Uh I got the impression that it wasn't because he says it's his dad, but it's not his dad. So, you know. They changed it in the curtain. I don't know who. And ca- at the end of the day, look, you guys have whatever opinion you want. I didn't see the movie. You uh, well, guys can tell uh, me what it was. I'll just say it doesn't matter if it's related to Toy Story at all. It could be, or it could not be. It wouldn't change the movie any. Yeah, kid. You know,
1: kids today aren't necessarily gonna gonna know Toy Story. Well, that's I mean, also if, very true, right? Even if they and did, they- I mean, it's just not. Ten, it's yeah there are, there are tangential just not, there are in its entirety a couple of small not like head nods um of little jokes that they make that if you've seen toy story and are familiar with it you know you you'll
0: see that and go oh that's oh sure that yeah can... like how buzz doesn't have uh buzz doesn't have like a laser on his suit at sure. the beginning of the movie jj he can't, oh, shoot yes. the, he can't shoot the fake laser beam that he has in Toy Story, but by the end of the movie, he has the laser beam. Sure. So, so whatever. I mean, those are little nods, like, I guess, but like it,
2: if that, if that's the case though, why didn't they just name it like something else and make a new movie? Right. Why, why base it on Toy Story at all then? Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I did not watch it and think it didn't need to be made. I thought it was very nice. Okay.
2: I'm also not the big Pixar fan on this podcast, so.
0: That's fair. Fair. I mean, sure. people like what they like, right? I mean, and the style of movie that is a Pixar movie is this movie as well. Yes, that is true. So, if you're not a Pixar person, which a lot of people are not, uh, a lot of poor people are. <laughs> I mean, look, the
2: movie, I think, did well. So, you know, I, I can be the minority here.
0: I wouldn't necessarily say anyone needs to rush to the theater to see it. I don't know, Michael, if you thought differently.
1: Uh, no, I don't, I don't know that there's anything that would require it to be seen on a big screen. Like if you just wanted to have a family movie
0: night at home once it comes out on Disney plus and stream it. I think it's, it's mostly, uh, I struggle to put it into the Pixar categories of what if blank head feelings. Uh, <laughs> other, other than maybe yeah. what what if men had feelings <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know it's, but there's a good what if what if I have feelings in the future How's yeah. That? yeah maybe um the this movie jj suffers from uh dis- discoveryitis maybe in the future if oh, they no. if they think about making a sequel or a spin-off which the ending certainly implies they might did you stay all the way to the end? Wait, it
1: which... three there were three scenes during the credits. Oh no, I only saw one.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
1: Well, okay, so, so I, saw have, well, I saw the one with the laser. Grid. Yep.
0: Well, I saw the one with the laser grid. Yep. That was the first one.
1: Yes. Were the second warm? one Okay. the second one I'll I'll just tell you what the second one is sure. and then you can look up the third one. The second one cut back to the robot still giving directions to how to get to the other facility. Okay. Just, just tell me the third one. I don't care. So the third one cuts to to space, uh, and you see Zerg floating there, and his eyes light up. Oh no, that
0: was always going to happen. There was yeah. no chance he was dead, right?
2: Yeah, I mean that's just a trope in all movies.
0: The <laughs> sure. Ex- yeah. The explosion knocks your camera and the hero and everyone away, right? And that's all. That's it. That yep. there was no chance Zerg wasn't dead, and that doesn't necessarily change the fact that the feeling at the end of it is this is set for a spin off If we want to make one because oh, yeah. the ending, the ending is the new space Ranger core launching off into space. So the yeah, problem, exactly. so, the problem they're going to have though, is that JJ, um, when you travel close to the speed of light, uh, you're actually yeah, traveling. Age. You, uh, you're traveling into the future. You don't age. Everyone else does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is the main conceit of the film. It is a very large part of the, sh- of the movie. Okay. Um, if they do a spin-off sort of like series thing or a show and these people are traveling all over the galaxy doing hyperspeed, they're going to have to keep that in mind <laughs> as people around
1: <laughs> or, them all age. Or you just get around it by having them explore like near space. Or right. they invent the thing and
2: then there's no more problem. Right. Right. Just like they did on all the Star Trek shows we didn't like
0: Andy. <laughs> I'm just saying, off the top of my head, I think to myself, if there's a spin off of this, this is going to be a problem. That's all I'm saying. The the use of it in the movie is good. Basically, um it becomes a story about like uh He's kind of like a little Captain Ahab, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit. The, you know, he has his he has his white whale that he's chasing and life passes him by while he's chasing it. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's that the move. That's basically what the movie's about there, JJ. Okay.
2: Uh I was uh Started talking about Captain Ahab, and I was thinking about that line from Star Trek: First Contact from the lady who never actually read the book. Yeah, I never actually. Read <laughs> and then Picard it. quotes it at him, at her, and she's like, "I never read it." And he's like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> you got me." <laughs> I think uh, we should get back on the train. We really fell off of uh, after we spent all of our brain power doing, um. Shinji getting the robot. Uh, we uh, had, we had, yeah, we had talked about getting into the Star, uh, the Star, Star Trek, Trek, Trek movies and ranking them up like we did the Star Wars movies. Be just for fun. Obviously, everyone disagrees. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just what we like the best. And then we t- say why. Uh, I have but to it's, rewatch
2: some of those Star Trek movies, good, though. Good
0: Lord, <laughs> is first contact going to be near the top. Some of those other ones okay, are so movie. bad. Assimilate this. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not rank a movie near the top with that? You know, I like what we did with Star Wars where they were all banded into groups, right? Because like Star Trek uh five is going to go in like the they went to see God <laughs> groups. <laughs> you know, didn't they yeah. also do that in Star Trek one? <laughs> Wasn't it the uh, kind of uh, God <laughs> came the... to see them in Star Trek one,
2: sir? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Isn't the uh isn't the rule about the Star Trek movies was like suppose the odd ones are good or, sorry
0: the odd ones the are e- bad the e- odd, yeah, ones odd ones, are, ones bad. are
2: bad, and the even ones are good, right yeah
0: that kind of dies, I think, with generations, to be honest, yeah, because I think that only applied to the 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 numbered six
1: yeah because I think I think
2: generations think... isn't as good as you think on a rewatch. First
0: contact is better for sure, right, uh, and then insurrection always, we, is not good. We can only solve this by f- <laughs> watching them and you admitting you're wrong and that Generations is fine, actually. Oh, I don't think it's bad. It's, it's better than all of the odd numbers. Okay, so if you ranked <laughs> off the top of your head all the odd ones, Generations has to be at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah, It's better than five, three, and one, for sure. Although, I mean, three is fine.
0: But, and then yeah, what do you got? You got... After Generations is First Contact. After First Contact is Insurrection. Yeah, that one's not great. And then you've got Nemesis. Nemesis. I think that's right. Nemesis is fine-ish, but creates a lot of plot holes in the rest of TNG era stuff. Nemesis isn't awesome
2: either, but, you know, I think it's better than Insurrection. Hey, you know, they got got Tom
0: Hardy into a movie. Uh, Yeah, true. True. I don't know. Then you've got the Kelvin verse and it's just all all beastie boys oh, yeah, all we, the time. Do we have to watch those too? Uh, yes, it's required. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we should do it. All right. That was a weird
2: sidetrack. That's, lo- that's a long process, man. Those are a lot of movies.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we could take it in chunks. Like we could do the originals, rank them, do the next ones, then rank them against the original. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's doable. Oh. Okay. Uh let's let's talk about it more often. But this is I don't know. Lightyear. Anything more on Lightyear? Uh can you agree with me that socks is the best part of the movie? I I uh I forgot <laughs> because I, I fell asleep. Uh but I meant to put in the group chat that uh I have now met the only good cat. And it's, <laughs> and, it's and it is socks. I wanted socks with the uh, Terminator eye from the future. Oh, which is absolutely a reference to Terminator, by the way. Yes. Uh, uh, so, so, JJ. <laughs> Buzz goes through some trauma, and they decide that they have this thing that will help him. And it's a cat. And the cat, But it's a robot cat that's basically a supercomputer and also a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> <laughs> That I has think. a U- USB for a tail. <laughs> he's great. I he's
1: I loved his I loved his unboxing where he pulls a he pulls a mouse out of the box, but it's actually a like a toy mouse with a long tail on it. Uh-huh. Just the parody
0: of unboxing a new computer. Yeah, he he accidentally hits his head, JJ, and he has to reset his lights so that he can light a path for everybody to see. And one of the lights is a laser that he starts chasing accidentally. Very cute. Yes. Socks is cute. I love that he hairballs up a, uh, a A welding torch. torch. Yeah. He provides, he provides almost all the comic relief. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Taika's in this movie with his, that's that's true. true, With his pen, his pen, his pen, (laughs) every five minutes with the pen. Um, there's a lot of good comic relief in the movie. It's very lighthearted. The thing I would say about it as we leave it is I'm not sure who it was made for. Um, and I mean that because Pixar movies have an audience generally and it's either kids or adults. Like inside inside out is not for kids. Right? Yeah, not really. But Toy Story 1 sure is. I
1: don't know. Yeah. I I I would say... I would say this one divides and the first half, the first half is for adults. And then when he, when he comes back to the planet for the last time, then it switches and becomes more for kids.
0: Yeah. I think the, it was interesting though, because I took a seven year old, uh, uh, one that I own, (laughs) uh, to the film and the complexities of, uh, spoilers still, uh, as we have passed the 10 minute mark, (laughs) <laughs> the complexities of let's say time travel were a little lost on uh, her so yeah. even the part that is just straight storytelling for kids might not be that easy so just if FYI if you're taking kids to it it's not entirely a kids movie uh and definitely not the beginning uh much will be lost okay um Ivan, also, very funny. Hmm. Ivan. The autopilot. Ivan the autopilot, who kind of looked like, uh, no, he didn't look like a Steam Deck. This is a bad transition. Steam Deck! <laughs> <laughs> I continue to think, um, I wish that I could play Eoden on a Steam Deck.
2: It does seem like that kind of a game.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. it's Steam Deck verified as of. Just a couple of days ago,
0: yeah. But I don't have a Steam Deck, Michael. Yeah, details. Just, that's that's, that's <laughs> the problem with the sentence. It's not that a... Yeah, you but and I, most people. So you know, don't feel too bad on that front. Do you think that we're getting closer to um, somebody figuring out how to get Windows working on that thing, so I can play the Xbox Game Pass on there? It it works. I don't think there's any kind of. Okay. Stuff just works, man. I think, like,
2: it's entirely possible the Xbox game stuff works natively on their Proton thing even. I don't know. I'm not, like, researching all the forums.
0: Has anyone uh, tried the new Deck Verified? I think it's Deck Verified. I don't know. I don't know how to look it up. Uh, Shredder's Revenge that is also on Game Pass? Not yet. Uh, I've seen some people play it and say that it's pretty rad, but I haven't played it. All right. I will report back because I might play it tonight. Um, Can I talk about a game? Are you guys into hearing about a game for a little while? Do we talk about games on this? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, we talked about a movie. Michael was into it. JJ really wasn't. Talked about a Steam Deck. Everyone kind of hates it. We talked about Windows. I don't know. Where are we at in our game playing interest here? Let's do it. Okay. I think this is a game that you guys actually may want to hear about. Uh, And it also is something I wish I could have played on my Steam Deck. Um, If you liked Eoden, have either of you heard of the game Spiritfarer? Yes, I know the name. I've I've heard of it. Okay. Do you know anything about it? I mean, off the top of your head? Uh,
2: I mean... I know a decent amount about it. Do you want me to spoil a bunch of stuff or?
0: I have played it in
2: its entirety. Okay. So you know more than me then. Okay. <laughs> but I know the like general conceit of the game.
0: Well, give me your thoughts on it before we get going. Cause then I can maybe confirm or deny what your opinions are. So, I mean, I don't have any opinions. I haven't played it. Um, okay. yeah, sure. But the, or I don't
2: know more opinion. Anyway, whatever. What do opinions mean anyway? Who knows what that means? <laughs> yeah. Uh, You are JJ opinions mean everything You're a person who takes the souls of the dead or something like souls of things and like help people finish their like business so that they can go to wherever else they're going. Okay. I don't know how Do you know know how
0: gameplay really?
2: Uh, there's a boat, and you build sure. stuff. Yes, uh-huh. that's all I got.
0: Okay, uh, maybe this will be a little bit spoilery. Uh, I don't know if it's a trigger warning situation, but it is about death, so we'll just say that up front. Uh, if you have a hard time confronting death, don't play Spiritfarer. Uh, the th- we could start with the. Th- the gameplay so you saw the boat there's a gigantic boat as in fair spirit fairer as in ferryman but you're actually a woman named stella stella meaning star stars play a big role in the game um you have a boat because you need to ferry people around in what is ostensibly purgatory uh what's the correct uh kind of like allegorically defined as an ocean right Mm -hmm. and the the ocean is populated by islands and the islands represent more than just places they are places and some of them have very distinct uh like designs like one of them is very much like a japanese island another one is manhattan another one is um, a rural mining place. So that kind of thing, right. But more than that, um, they are also about kind of stages of people's lives. So like the, the, the f- just shipping yard is more like people's work ethic. Uh, so if you have, when you have uh, things to do, they'll be related to these types of islands. You have to travel around in your boat on the ocean, and you can choose to fast travel or you can choose to sail. If you sail, there's a fishing mini game.
1: Of course, there is. Mm-hmm.
2: Not a JRPG without fishing, or apparently a
0: boat,
2: soul, ferry game. I
0: either. don't know. So I'll get to the end of this and we can decide what type of game it is. Uh, before we leave our boat and discuss what we do with spirits, which is what they call, uh, passengers on your boat. On your boat, you need to build things like a kitchen, uh, orchard, a, each spirit has a house. Each, each passenger on your ship has a house. You need to build those things. Um, you need to build sheep pens. You need to build, vegetable gardens you need to build uh forges you need to build glassworks you need to you know what i mean there's like a bazillion buildings to build uh they're not shops or anything like that they're just places where you can manage or generate resources so you either get resources from them or you change resources to other things so like you turn ore into iron or whatever um and the building's purposes are to get you more resources to do more things like build more buildings or advance stories or uh do other stuff. The kitchen being one of the most important. Gotta in those food. buildings. What's that? Say that again. Gotta cook food. Well, you have to cook food for a specific reason. We'll get to it in a second. But um in those rooms and stuff becomes a... I don't know, JJ, maybe you've called it a plate-spinning game before. or That is is a type of game. Management sim, maybe, is better because you can't crash the plates as much in this game. But, like, you constantly need to water your plants in your vegetable garden. You need to remember to um, always be sailing through storms so you can catch lightning bugs. You need to sail to this other guy to upgrade your ship to make it bigger or to unlock a speed upgrades or things like that. Um, so maybe it's more so management it's, than play spinning.
1: It's, yeah. It's a town
0: management sim, but your town floats and there's no one in your town specifically to help you. The town you're managing yourself most of the time. Um, because on your boat are what they call spirits and spirits, are basically quest givers that travel with you. And they are triggered by your um, advancement of the management sim, I guess, in certain ways. Some are not. Uh, And you have to maintain them. This is the plate spinning part. You have to maintain them In as happy mood as you can. Which sometimes means. You need to get a spirit off of your boat. Because they fight with another spirit. Some spirits are related to each other. So they either like each other or don't. Related in terms of their backstory. Um, Some spirits are annoyed by loud music. Some spirits play loud music. This kind of thing. Um, But all of them get hungry. (laughs) And if you don't feed them. They become quite ornery. Yeah. You know, reasonable. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Just like real people, I guess. (laughs) And then, then you get into the plate spinning of each spirit has two types of food they like and two types of food they hate. You can feed them the types of food they like, but you can't feed them the same thing every single day. You have to feed them different things every day, so you have to try and maintain their happiness levels all that kind of stuff you have to worry about the spirit's feelings as much as you do have to worry about the questing right um there's light platforming in the game every island you need to jump on and around things uh it's got i mean this literally it's got Metroidvania's type powers that you have to go around and get like you need to go get double jump otherwise you will yep. not advance the game yeah, that's Metroidvania right there. Yep. Yeah, um, and you can only get that by going around and finding different things and all sorts of stuff. You know, um, it's it's very strange, and you become weirdly attached to the people on your boat because some of them are there a short time, and some of their on um, them are very there a very long time. Um, the, the spirits are people. It becomes very clear that's not really as big a spoiler as it sounds. Um. The real t- trick that the game lays on you later on is that the spirits are all related to you. You've met them all before. And that uh they're not quite dead. In fact, um you are remembering helping them move on f- when they were sick in life.
1: Hmm. Huh. okay.
0: And Interesting. It is- <laughs> and it is in fact them who are ferrying you on as you are ending your life. It's hmm. uh, a cool twist. It yeah. is a cool twist, yeah. I and it's it's cool. I mean that to me was made it all worthwhile, honestly, I think. Uh and you you kind of figure that out midway through the game. So The rest of it becomes about how actually you want to do things. There's interesting achievements in the game. Um, If you play it on Steam, I guess, you can cheat and finish all the achievements. If you play it on any other platform, you can't. There are choices you have to make with spirits about how you want to tell them things. If you want to lie to them, if you don't want to lie to them, that sort of stuff. It's a little slow in the middle but i liked it quite a bit and if you liked Eoden and running around doing quests and seeing the game progress and building a town like that spirit fair might be up your alley you know mm. um it the density i think of the quests in aeon is accomplished by them being a lot of them So far, I have found that Isha basically has the story and everyone else is just sort of filler. I don't know if that's wrong.
1: I think you get more as it goes along. It's not wrong for where you are in the game.
2: Yeah, that part is definitely true.
0: In Spiritfarer, they all seem to have... The quests are more defined because they are coming from specific people with specific stories. And those specific stories are the quests, right? There, it's it's still some fetch questing and there's definitely spirits that are not on your boat that can give you quests like I did. I had to run uh, vinyl records around different islands to promote a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. But at each of those islands, one of the spirits on my boat needed to do something. So, was it really... Additional? Not really. I don't know.
2: Um, I I think I get what you're saying, though.
0: Yeah. I think they're finally done adding to the game. Uh, Unlike Elden Ring, uh, due to the ending of this game, you can't do, like, a save at the end and continue on. And so the DLC... It it doesn't doesn't... let you, or...? Uh, Your save point is just before the end of the game, let's say. Ah, so there's a... Yeah, there's a point of no return. Yeah. And so the DLC, I probably will never play that I didn't play. Um, but I've heard it's good. They added a few more characters. And uh, they did a lot of quality of life stuff. I had a crash or two that they eventually fixed later. Um, but I was really taken by the like setting and the theme. I've been waiting to talk about this game for a little while. I actually played it a long time ago. And I didn't really know if it was just me that would like this kind of thing but if you guys liked that Aiden game you might like this honestly it doesn't have combat that's kind of the thing that you're missing here there's no there's a lot of challenges like platforming challenges that are very light instead of combat there's things you have to go get and do like there's these weird jellyfish that fly in the sky and you need to jump around and and touch them so they explode that's like that's like the that's the combat, you know <laughs> very, so very light yeah um it's it's definitely more of the like just questing and town building situation, so know that going in, but um my boat was very large and very fast by the end,
2: I mean that's what. The, any good management game—that's the be- the benefit at the end, right? You get like all the sweet stuff and makes it easier.
0: Yeah, the fishing game is really good. Uh, I, I, oh, speaking of the Aodin fishing game, kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it it's, defin- it's a unique implementation of a fishing game.
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I no- don't know that I've seen a fishing game like that one
0: before. I think I have this one in spirit fair is it's like a tension band. So Mm, there's, there's an optimal zone that you want to have the tension in the rod on and the fish can pull it in or out of that zone. And then reeling can pull the fish into or out of that zone and you have to kind of like much like those you see those deep sea people where they like reel, reel 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 and they drop the drop the rod back down and then pull it backwards. Yeah, that's like the fishing
2: games in or the fishing mini games in Yakuza. And like, oh, Cold Steel go. is not quite like that, but Yakuza definitely is similar to that one.
0: Yeah. So, so like, every single fish in the game is in a category. And the category, you can learn how they pull. So, like, if you, oh, don't, interesting. if you don't want to catch a crab, by the end of the game, you will know what a crab's uh, tension pattern looks like, and you can just let it go before you try to spend all that time catching it. Some fish take quite a bit of time to catch. That's a smart way to that's do a that. a nice time save. Yeah. So, you'll know you have... A lot
2: of those other games, it's just like... Yeah bro you got to spend that time and then
1: you Art get reeling
0: whatever. yep no and so like you'll know you have one of the fish that you've been trying to get for a long time because you're in a very long very hard game and you're like ah it's a bluefin you know it's got to be a bluefin because this pattern is the one that I fail every time because the tension thing is so small uh it's a good yeah. it's a good fishing mini game um jeez that's that. I don't know. I expected to talk about it more. Ha 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 ha. ha. Joking. I need to stop talking about it because it's just been me talking for 20 minutes. Sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Um. I mean, it's not. Is the spirit of the emperor still with you there? There they go. There's my spirit farer to Warhammer transition.
2: The, the, the impossible. The, uh, transition uh yeah you know i mean i don't know, uh you know according to the lore the spirit of the emperor guides us all um i yeah I, i'm still really enjoying the game uh i've done a few boss fights He's uh, talking about
0: which, 40k chaos gate in case we didn't didn't know yeah warhammer 40k chaos gate daemon hunters right Demon because Hunter. the original chaos gate is like 10 years old yes
2: uh that game's on gog by the way if people want to play that the original uh yeah it's been pretty good i i didn't remember having boss fights in the xcom games that i've played uh oh. but this game definitely has boss fights mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been pretty interesting the a really nice break from the like enemies that i've gotten used to fighting at this point sure um and, yeah, very unique mechanics, like, unique enough that it's like, oh, this person, I brought the wrong people here. I'm super-duper dead.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Like, Ooh, I didn't uh, bring the Psyker.
2: Well, I mean, like, everyone's a Psyker. But, like, yeah, I didn't bring the, like, full warp team or I didn't bring the, like, full armor bypass team or the <laughs> team that does, like, the, uh, you know, the, like, stack all the damage on one guy and crit the hell out of people. Or whatever. Like I didn't, you know, you 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 min max your characters, you know, as you can as you level them up, and then you go, you bring a balanced squad in, and you realize, no, 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 this was not about balance today. <laughs> this one called for specifically this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's why you got saves, right?
0: Yeah, save scum.
2: Do it. Uh, yeah, and look, man, uh, I didn't play on Iron Man mode for a reason. Uh, <laughs> and you want to have fun. I, yeah, exactly. And I I do not find it fun when I show up to a battle with a balanced team and uh, am told, no, my friend, what you needed was a specific <laughs> set of skills that you do not have here. But otherwise, like the game has been fun and those fights are still fun when you have a team that has a hope. Uh, sure. It's but, you know, it's just uh, demoralizing when you bring the wrong people and get, you know, wrecked for it.
0: Club club hammered. I think yeah. everything uh, everything Games Workshop is currently on sale on Gog. During the summer I don't know sale, that thing, I've ever, they're doing.
2: I don't know that I've ever played the original Chaos Gate.
0: Oh that one is on sale for two forty nine.
2: That Good is deal. inexpensive.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean everything that I see here pretty much is on sale. Yeah. Weird uh maybe uh just uh, yeah summer sales man cool um jeez yep. S- michael
1: what have i been playing um since finishing Aiden, i've gone back to skywalker saga
0: oh lego Hi. lego yeah it that uh
1: going? It's good. They, they put out, I think they recently put out a patch and it seems a little bit more stable. Okay. Um, which is good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm still making my way through it. I am in Return of the Jedi at this point.
2: So yeah, which story did you, did you start at episode four or one? Yes.
1: I started at four. Okay. So I've done four and five. I'm in, I'm in the Ewok village and just doing some doing some side quest before continuing with the
0: story mission man
2: when i got into the ewok village my frame rate fell off a
0: cliff <laughs> oh no <laughs> on what platform pc oh no
2: you, even I, with the beastly rig it just was like no man uh uh-uh, uh it's not, not rendering this many frames i can't do it
1: i think a part what? of it and i don't know if i don't know if they all show up for you on on screen but they put um if you depending on the power-ups you've unlocked they put little targeting icons around the perimeter of your screen that point to certain types of objectives and items and the ewok village just is an explosion of them
2: yeah i I don't know what it was it was just like the the frame rate got so low we had to like okay let we're i'm clicking to go on with the story button i can't i can't look at this anymore not not all the way slideshow, but it was getting there.
0: Wow! Fire I mean, like
2: you know. I also didn't attempt to like you know. There's like it, it was at night. They had all the little fires out on everywhere all over. I also didn't attempt to like you know turn down the graphics or anything because it's never been a problem thus far.
0: Yeah. But fun game. Fire warriors on sale for a dollar fifty. Do you remember that from like PlayStation Two? No, I don't recall that one. That's a uh, that's another Warhammer game. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we've gotten this old, guys. Uh. Mm-hmm. Do you know who didn't get old? JJ knows no. the answer to this one. Come on. You got it. You know this transition. What? You can do it. No. Just what? Fernando Alonso. Ah. Uh, did not PS. get old.
2: P2, man.
0: Uh, crazy one. It's the end of the podcast where uh, Michael has to listen to us talk about F1 uh, <laughs> from Canada. Michael, the guy who retired and came back, got second place. And a car no. that should not get second place.
2: Second place in the rain. Yeah, qualifying. Okay. Good for him. And not second place in the race, though. Nope,
0: sure not. Oh, well. He did
2: did quite well, though, all considered. Yeah. But I think the real story <coughs> is if you're a fan of Haas, just
0: pain. What? what the heck? Schumacher's in the points and his car blows up again. Yep. Not his fault at all. Just stopped working and then okay so i'm not an f1 i'm an f1 neophyte that's that's the right way to say this I'm <clears throat> f1 neophyte i didn't watch drain hamilton's heyday i can watch two cars collide and not trust myself to know whose fault it is i can feel like i know whose fault it is But I can't know all the rules and the split-second decision-making and say with confidence, like people on the internet can, that I am right. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that this person, whoever I like, because that's the only person that they're going to talk about, should not get a penalty and the other person should. But some people did mention... It is a
2: sport, right? People still treat it like a sport. So, you got to know that
0: going in. Yeah. Some people did mention that a less damaged front wing or a more damaged front wing was carried by Hamilton to a race win and he was not black flagged for it.
2: Yeah, they, uh, O'Conn, who was behind Magnuson, got on the radio and said something about it. Uh, and a bit later, the FIA black and orange flagged him, which requires, it's a, it's like a direction to the driver to come into the pits to fix some mechanical issue. And yeah, it was kind of lame. Pretty Pretty, lame.
0: Pretty questionable.
2: And of course that ruined his race and sent him straight to the back. Right. And and it's not like a black and orange flag is not like a, you have to fix this. Eventually it's pit now and fix this or you're disqualified.
0: I see.
2: So like if you get shown that usually it's for like, Hey, your tire is about to fly off or like this piece is like dangling off your car and could fly off and hit another driver in the head or a fan in the head, right? Like they do it for safety reasons and ostensibly that's what they will say this was about, but it's pretty marginal when you look at it. I, I kind of feel it was pretty weak and yeah, but you know, was what it was.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you get a clear idea in your head about what happened other than it just being two cars whacking each other accidentally? I, Cause it the, is another, let me just put out there. It is another Hamilton crash, crashing into K mag again.
2: I mean, I, it looked like a racing incident to me. I didn't have a like strong feeling after it happened I, that like I, someone was obviously in the wrong.
0: Yeah. It, and I said it like Hamilton crashed into, and I, I don't know that that's what happened, but like, the two of them collided again.
1: It was, and every and, time and like, it happens,
0: it ruins K max race. And
2: it's not like,
0: to be fair, it's not like P five
2: like ran into each other like it was NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> it was like destruction derby style. They, they brushed <laughs> each other's sides, dude. He, barely. He right didn't even barely. touch his tire this time. He just tapped him. And it would have been, you know, it, you know, uh, two millimeters to the left, and there's no problem here, right? So, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I I didn't see, like, Lewis wasn't egregiously taking the space away from him. He wasn't, like, actively turning into Lewis. Uh, So, I don't know, man. Again, I I agree with you that, like, I'm not a professional race car driver. I don't know how this stuff works when you're going 100 miles an hour. The rules say you have to leave space. There was space for a car. You just got a little too close.
0: Yeah, I really I I know that of course we talked in the past that Schumacher's not in danger, but like Magnussen is is in danger and he keeps getting these good qualifyings and then nothing in the race to show for it. It's starting mm-hmm. to hurt my heart.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, look it this isn't he's had 2 years of finishing at the back of the grid, so yeah. You know, the the problem is we had hope this year. That was the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder but, if know, they'll I talk mean, about if they upgraded the cars and stuff and that's why they were doing so well. I uh part of this is that uh like <laughs> Leclerc wind, and a couple other things.
2: Yeah, yeah, that like uh, you know, the, so, the massive uh, penalties.
0: Michael, we've talked in the past about the uh the caps on yeah, yeah. Uh, on spending and stuff and there's also caps uh-huh. on there's caps on parts well uh okay. one of the first major we ran out of allowance for parts happened this weekend to someone who is ostensibly in contention for first place ooh he feel had like so much now yeah i don't think so now he had to replace some parts in his motor to get it running again they said well that's too many parts 10 and it, place penalty to start the race and it wasn't Ooh. like to be let's be fair it wasn't some parts it was like most of the engine
2: most of the engine yeah most
0: of the el- engine then, electronics I guess and then he was only going to
2: have a 10 place penalty and there's more than 10 cars so like if he had qualified in second and took 10 places well now you're in the middle that's not too bad but then they were like uh, actually you know this turbocharger is not so good either and they're like alright that's the back my friend <laughs> So, but there is something like, you know, part of as the season goes on, like this is a marathon to get a victory and all the teams will start doing this, but they will start taking their losses strategically in races where they know they're kind of going to do not so good due to whatever reasons, you know, they're like, oh, okay. Like our car isn't good at this particular track. We are probably going to get like middling finish or, you know, less likely to do well what if we take a 15 place grid penalty and start from the back? <laughs> and, mm. you know, so I, I expect this year we'll see a lot of it if they don't change the rules because, yeah, oh, bad news when a big we team have, is like this already.
0: We have five minutes to discuss the rules. Porpoising. Yeah, huh? How come they I, back down?
1: Well, okay, I mean, so uh,
0: to give to give Michael a recap, Michael, the cars are bouncing wildly up and down. So bad that people have to take like, painkillers. Some drivers are having nerve damage.
2: Like oh, massive, fast vertical oscillation, right? Yeah. The car is like slamming into the ground and bouncing back up over and over and over really quickly. And it gets worse the faster you go.
0: And they basically have concluded that the cars are riding too low and the technology is not good enough to prevent them from hitting the ground. Well, so that's the thing. That's the thing that they're tra- saying, right? And so the mm-hmm. the rules committee came out and said the drivers asked us to step in as of this weekend. If by the end of practice your vertical oscillations are not under this exact limit, you must go to a higher ri- ride height. Back to the original ride height that we had last year. Uh, so they
2: had. So that's they- not the uh, the the thing is, is that like they say they're going to be monitoring it and. Teams will be instructed to change things if it becomes dangerous. Because there are accelerometers in the car. They can sure. tell, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Uh, but and they then we get to specify actual... what that
2: limit is very clearly.
0: Right. So then we get to the actual race weekend. And uh, whoops, uh, we didn't mean this weekend. Well, because there's
2: not enough time, right? Like to define a number. Like thankfully, they didn't try to just throw some number out there. That would have made everyone pissed.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: so, you know, they're going to gather data and then find a safe value that, like, all teams will have to comply
0: to, essentially. I, didn't, I don't hate the d- the design, which is basically another rule, right? Vertical oscillations must be limited to X. And then the teams well, that have figured it is, out are fine.
2: Yeah. The thing is, is that, like, if they force all teams to raise ride height, it helps a bunch of teams that, that are bad poorly. <laughs> right. And so, right. you know, everything's a game, right? But the important thing here is that, like, this is only a problem because of the rules about how the suspension works. Uh, If they allowed active, active suspensions like your car and most modern cars have, this would not be a problem, but those are banned in F1. So, ah, because uh, active suspension essentially turns into traction control very quickly and that's (laughs) like a really slippery slope there and they don't want that. So it's like a, what do you allow kind of game and like i
0: feel you know, it, i feel like this is a, a perfect point for the my 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions me
2: 100 and to be <laughs> fair like ground effect era existed before at f1 a long time ago but then they banned it very quickly because it was seen as like unfair mm. because like oh you're doing not what we expected here in terms of airflow and like no uh but this was a problem back then too the problem was well, the thing is, is that they banned the underbody airflow stuff before this porpoising became a horrible issue for the drivers, right? Right. So, so who knows?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: I, like I said, it's, the technology exists to fix this. Like, the, the F1 teams have it. They could do it. In a, like, snap their fingers, it's done. But the problem is, like, they don't want that. And so then, what do you do that, like, because Andrew's right, it does... The drivers are in danger, like physical pain. And teams aren't uh, going mean, to step George, in because they have a competitive advantage to not
0: step and in. The, and what uh, Gasly said, I'm not going to not drive the car because somebody else would.
2: Right. It's like, right? do you and, want to do you want to drive? Then well, I mean, will it's bad. Pain. I That's mean, it's bad,
0: option. right? Like George Russell, like had to have his heart monitored from chest pains. Hamilton is, like, dude, there's a video Physically of Hamilton crippled. getting out of, the get out of his car. Like, yeah, He, like, needs people
2: helping him to stand up.
0: Oh. Yeah. So, the the main problem that they're having, actually, is another issue. Uh, sometimes you got to go slow to go fast. And so, Red Bull, actually, it sounds like, slowed down their car slightly to fix this issue. And yeah. what has occurred is that during the straights, The Red Bull cars can hit the gas. And while all the other teams are on the straights, their drivers have to slow down or they will be physically murdered by the porpoising.
2: Hmm. There's more to it than that. There's like I can go link a video to you guys later. Um, But it's like a bunch of stuff related to like aerodynamics and how the underbody airflow works. And essentially causing like the suction gets so strong under the car that it slams the back of the car down. And then that breaks the suction and so that it pops back up and then does that over and over tons of times. Right. Mm-hmm. The issue is you just have to manage that flow really, really, really carefully. And some people got good. Right. And some people did
0: not. Yep. Well, that's, uh, that's enough science for today. We had a lot of science talk and a lot of uh, feelings talk. It's a good podcast. If you have science sorry, or feelings in your
2: life, Anyone with science or feelings, go ahead and write in.
0: (laughs) Titled the email, we were gamers. Silence, science or feelings.
2: Yeah. So we know which one it is that you have and are talking (laughs) about. Uh, But we're also on the internet uh, at we were gamers on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And uh, yeah, find us on all those places. Find us on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe to us there. And also on YouTube at we were gamers uh, on there. All one word.
0: I like that I think that Kit Or Ken Sent us the Lego And was like Do you like how they changed the ship And it ends up being like Actually they didn't change the ship That's a totally different ship Hmm You know Yep Uh That's a kind of a cool little thing Cause then, then the ship at the end Looks like the The ship from the carts From the uh Toy Story carton Packaging Right Well I at it Beep boop Beep boop Beep boop Beep boop I thought it was gonna be sad. I thought I was gonna be really sad when socks fell on his head.
1: Oh yeah.
0: They scared me. That they they lost him altogether. Yeah, that it was gonna like factory reset him. He'd be like, Who are you? Who are you? I'm like, oh no. But I, I liked the direction
1: that they chose to go instead. The yeah. restoring a corrupted file.
0: Yeah, that was that was good. That was a good direction. Um yeah, it was an interesting lesson film. You know, um, I don't know that you would get the same storyline post 20 or pre 2020. You know, the moral of don't go it alone.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, that life is what happens while you're making other plans.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good, ver- that's a better version. I don't get the impression that his friend, uh, Alicia, Yes, yeah, had the same mentality, which is the why I was saying like she was willing to accept the help of those around her and didn't put things on her shoulders as much as Buzz did, so like she let things happen that were other were other plans, right, yeah, versus buzz with the more captain Ahab, I can't let this go, I have to do this one thing It was yeah, cool that it, it was socks. socks I need to fix the Yeah, it was cool that it was bed. socks that fixed it too. I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that solved the the
1: crystal problem. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do a uh if they do a sequel as another movie or if they spin it off into a series cuz they they could go either
0: way. It had a more series-like ending, but the actors that play those characters are all too big to be doing a series. Right. Um, yeah, the Zerg, not his father thing really puts it in a different category. Like, it seems like it needs to be films. I don't know.
1: Like, partway through, I had the realization, Zerg isn't what they're trying to say. And so I was trying to piece together and in the back of my head, okay, what else, what could it be?
0: Oh, really? How did you have that?
1: I don't know it just it the thought popped into my head. I was like, the robots the robots aren't just here because they're they're necessarily just because they're a conquering horde like i I had the thought there must be something to it. Oh, I wonder if when they every time they're saying Zerg if that's like a corruption of something else
0: well, so right it was the knew- it was the
1: V'ger moment,
0: yeah. So, you knew the storyline that Zerg was his father. So, I basically expected there to be some sort of time travel element to, like, his dad tried to show up to save them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? That was good. I thought it was good enough. I didn't see any major problems with it. The hyperspace thing is going to be an issue later when they don't need the time travel element. Yeah.
1: Okay. Time travel time travel is always a problem at some point. Yeah.